All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Coffee Roasters, Coffee Roaster Warm-Up Sessions. <laughs> I, I never say it well. You always do it better than me, but, you know, you, you got to switch it up sometimes, so. That's true. Well, let's uh, start off with our classic tradition, pouring some brews. I don't know what you brewed here, but I'm going to attempt with a guess. You haven't given me any... Any notification or any idea yeah, of what I, I should have waited for your mystery coffee, but oh, I just yeah. pulled the trigger. I had a hunch the whole time as I was making the coffee. I'm like, dude, he's going to bring a coffee that we should be tasting. And then, no, it's my fault for showing up late. No. Mm. I mean, maybe, um, Oh yeah, that's that's the coffee. Dude, so it's actually very aromas? good brew. Oh, it's like something very very sweet, almost like honey, but it's more oh, floral. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. a floral sweetness. Mm -hmm. It's not simple syrup sweetness. Honey. I feel like that simple syrup sweetness I can like smell from a mile away, but it's yeah. floral. Honey, I like that. I actually like that descriptor, honey. On the aromas that is maybe vanilla oh yeah yeah as soon as you said that i was like wait it, yeah who pretty complex actually like yeah. <laughs> it's got to be our ethiopia guji yeah 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 candy sure. ginger yeah in the middle yeah. Yeah, I I mean it feels like uh, it's weird because I usually get that candy ginger mm -hmm. or the the blackberry that we have on the bag on the front end. For some reason, this cup I was getting like a bouquet of like florals. Yes. And then the ginger came, like the candied sweetness, the blackberry came in on the back end. Yeah, I had someone uh, have it at Makeworth today, mm. which we're still serving like not this roast for sure, like an older roast. And they came in, had it on pour over and DM'd me and said, dude, like, I don't know what coffee I had on pour over, but are there, were there any like berry notes or blueberry? <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was like, nice. uh, close, it's close. It's, it's good. It's yeah. actually blackberry, but yeah, yeah they were pretty pumped on it. Yeah. No, this is actually an older roast. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Not an old, okay. old, older, but not, not this week's roast that yeah. we just roasted. Yeah. Mm. Now the blackberry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, came yeah, through. it's uh, yeah, the, yeah. It's weird that I've never had that. That the blackberry and the candy ginger are kind of interchangeable, almost. Kind mm -hmm. of how, depending on how you think about it, you can. I feel like your mind can tell you, your brain can send those same. I don't yeah. know neurons firing of the same. It's pretty tasty. Like I, I'm. Oh, that's I'm a get, great. Bro. I'm getting down with this. I'm shocked with the what the bed looked like. <laughs> Dude, I am blown away. Yeah, yeah, the bed this is sometimes a tasty looks scary. Brew. Yeah, it's it's no, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Dang, dude, this rivals many of my pour overs. I'm I'm pumped. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Well, well, so much for uh, all this coffee hype. This is like my second cup, and it's we're recording pretty late. Um, after oh, ten, well, ten forty one p.m. Just down a cappuccino after a late shift. Oh heck and, yeah. Uh, 
now some more of this. So we should yeah. be very animated on this episode. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, see. This is yeah. my this is only my second cup, um, but it's a, it's a tasty one. It's a good one. So yeah, well, um, let's kind of dive in because yeah. one of one of the things I'm like super pumped to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, that I brought up with you is kind of the tension or maybe not the tension, depends on how you look at it, the balance between being a coffee enthusiast versus um, a coffee professional. Of course. Um, I, I don't even like using that term, like coffee professional. It sounds too professional. But then also I don't want to downplay the fact that coffee yeah. is a profession. Um, I believe like coffee is my career right now. I feel like to a degree not to make it very complicated and wordy, I would call this like my meant to be calling. You know what I mean? I invest majority of my energy working with coffee one way or another. Yeah. Um, So it's important to me. So it's much different than if I had a espresso machine at home and pulled a couple of shots and just poured latte art without serving it to people. So I think that's that's kind of the tension there. Um, I know for many folks... Um, was talking to a friend of mine about um, just different coffee enthusiasts and home baristas or even home roasters that are uh, producing killer tasting coffee and like amazing latte art. Like that's insane. Some of those home baristas that are competing at like Coffee Fest are insane. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that going on and I'm super pumped about it. So I wanted to kind of talk about it and see where how you feel about it as well. Yeah, I had a... I met this guy back when I used to staff at a school, um, and he was a teenager when he came to the school, like 17, 18 years, 17, 16 mm-hmm. years old or something. It was like a little punk, you know? Um, but anyways, years down the line, he sent a response to my Instagram story and was like, dude, you're in the, in this, in, into this coffee thing? And we got into a smaller conversation. It's like, dude, I haven't talked to this guy in like six, seven years. Wow. Or whatever, probably like five. Um, but he was like, dude, this coffee thing is legit. Like, there's, it's fun. It's cool. It's exciting. And he's never worked in coffee at mm-hmm. all. But I don't know. I, he almost feels like he has more knowledge and understanding than I do almost sometimes. Like yeah. the stuff he tells me about, you know, whether that's grinders, he's, you know, gear, he has a decent at home, he has a niche, Whoa, he has yeah, a... that's big. He has yeah. a, what's it called? Um, there's like, um, it's not a mythos. I don't know, I'm forgetting, but it's like those like two, $3,000 home grinders. Wow. Single dose. And then he also starts, he started roasting on a bullet at home. Oh yeah, let's go. Just like... Stuff he's telling me also about like extra. I'm like, how are you? What, like, what in the world? Like, and yep. this guy's never worked. I don't think he's ever worked in coffee. He's just picked it up as a hobby, and that's honestly, it's it's inspiring. It's encouraging to somebody who does work in the coffee industry, yeah. and it also puts kind of like a little fire under my butt because I'm like, dude, I can't have this guy out, yeah, out knowledge me or out out you know understand coffee me because i actually work in the industry like this is my job this is what i'm supposed to be good at yeah hence professional you know um but that that is you know not to say that you know home baristas can't be professionals um i will say this i was gonna say it for the end of the podcast but might as well i am waiting all of you home baristas out there listening i am waiting until a home barista goes in and competes 
and takes over the U.S. Barista Championship, and if not the world, Mirror will sponsor you. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. I don't know what you need. You want like a water boy, a pep talk, like, you know, moral support. I'll be there. But I really want to see like a home barista show up and they're like, dude, where do you work at? Nowhere. I've never worked in a cafe, but I'm just going to show up. I'm going to crush. I believe like I'm, I'm stoked. I don't know. Maybe that's just my obsession with the underdog. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, um, but I'm excited about that because I think they do stand a chance. Like there's some really talented and knowledgeable and skillful, just home baristas, um, which I don't think that name should be taken lightly. Um, so yeah, I think, um, especially with like YouTube and social platforms, the, you know, video platforms right now, Mm -hmm. um, to a degree, I I watch some of these videos and I'm like, man, that looks like a well-rehearsed like competition, um, speech, like folks really know what to say, how to explain things. Um, very know how to serve things like that's awesome. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm skeptical of that ever happening, but, uh, dude, it would be a sight to see. It'd definitely be a sight to see. And I think with like what I mentioned earlier, like with YouTube, that's also opened up a lot of knowledge and basically, um, accessibility for folks who don't go to a job and get trained to be a barista, but now they can, you know, sit behind their computer or at their TV screen, watch Lance basically train you how to, you can make a pour over, uh, God, the crazy thing is that it's never been possible to this day. Yeah. Like those things are not possible. You know, um, the fact that knowledge is being so accessible to these home baristas, to people who are just hobbyist enthusiasts, the forums out there that are being written that you can jump on the discord channels. It's just bonkers. Yeah. I think that's incredible. So there's already, I think even within this conversation, you can kind of see that a home barista can be a professional with like the knowledge idea and maybe the expertise. They're just not getting paid for it. Um, and then you have a barista who actually goes to a cafe, opens up shop, gets a paycheck, Mm -hmm. may have the similar knowledge, but it changes. Um, it kind of, it's kind of like the same thing in everything. Like for us, like photography, you know, remember the first few photos you shot without getting paid for it. Um, and then you got paid for it. And I mean, these last couple of days you're on like movie sets and stuff like that. Like it's, it's it's like a big deal. It's, but it's also very different than maybe you recording a vlog or just for you. You know what I mean? So I don't want to say like money changes things, but the professional aspect really does um, change the motivation. It change your, changes your intention. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Like that's kind of kind of mm-hmm. how I feel about it. Is like I remember when I went from basically brewing coffee at home to applying at Sippers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, money was like a big factor of it. Yeah. I thought like, can I actually do this quote unquote hobby and get paid for it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a big part. But then as soon as I got into it, I realized that coffee is more complicated than um, pouring water over, you know, 320 grams or yeah. over 20 grams yeah. of coffee grounds. Like coffee is a little more complicated in the sense of the supply chain. Yeah. Um, coffee is more complicated in the sense of like what it takes to run a cafe. Um, and then being in management and then now like us buying green, like it is complicated. Yeah. So we went from us just wanting to 
you know, taste and experience good coffee and maybe serve it to our friends to like, whoa, like we are way deeper than like Mm -hmm. we're well over our heads in this industry. But it's also, it's still exciting. I would say like we haven't lost our quote unquote fire behind like what we love about coffee and what we love about working in the industry. Um, So what would you say like, how does that tension play out one for you, but also if a lot of home baristas, I would assume are listening to our podcast, Mm -hmm. if they want to take a step and be a coffee industry professional, should they, should they not? What do you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts, I guess, in all kinds of directions, but, uh, I would say like, you know, if you really just want, if you just really enjoy coffee and the craft of it and the, the, I don't know, the experience, the meticulousness of bringing a good coffee or, you know, the ins and outs of just, you know, like take, having a hobby that you're, you know, fully in submerged, you yeah. know, you're diving into it. You don't have to make it a profession. Yeah. And actually like you touched up on some photo and video stuff. Um, I mean, yeah, like even this weekend, like I was literally, I mean, funny thing was I was like brewing narrow press on a movie set and the director <laughs> yes. shows up. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, brewing narrow press. <laughs> um, oh, but that's great. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, there's two sides of a coin of the coin where it's like, number one is like, I would say, don't do it. Like keep it a hobby. Keep it something that you're excited about, something that you could just walk away from. Mm -hmm. Hey, you don't want to brew coffee this week. You don't have to. Right. Like you're, you're sick of all the mechanics that have to do with it. Sure. You don't have to, you can come back to it next week. You know, whatever. You can't do that as a profession. Like there's no way, like you can't, you just can't step away, let alone even if you go into, you know, really deep into it like us where we now own a business that is a, you know a coffee company we can't step away from it like it's hard to get a weekend away from it you know because yeah. it just it requires so much of you mm-hmm. and even though one day it may not be a hobby anymore and you're just doing it because you have to do things that that's what makes it kind of a little bit difficult and right. i've experienced that with photo and video stuff like right. i can't just take cute photos or make cool videos just whenever I want to. I have to do it all the time, you know, and I have to answer to people. And there's so much complications involved with this. So if you're, if I'd say just stick with being a home barista, if you just enjoy the craft and the experience of it. But there's also, you know, that other side that you're talking about where, I mean, the the other side of the coin is like I the fact that I can show up every day to work and do that as yeah. a as a profession as something yeah. I'm getting paid to do right I don't have to sit in an office cubicle I don't have to work construction or whatever it is yeah I can go in and pull shots or roast coffee or yeah buy green coffee that's yeah. bonkers like that's a very powerful experience and it's such a big blessing yeah like I'm just extremely grateful for this experience but both of them come at a cost right and that's something that i just hope i just hope you know people listening like they don't think that the grass is just greener on the other side because mm-hmm. it's not yeah. you know once you get deep into the coffee industry working in it you know whether as a barista or as somebody who owns a company yeah things get messy things get difficult and it's not just all about brewing a good coffee it's yeah. not and yeah. it goes far beyond that. Yeah, so. I think at any level, like whether 
maybe you're listening and you're thinking, man, I want to start my own cafe. So, you know, I'm just going to go take out a loan or get a business license. And yeah, to a degree, that's, that's easy. You know, you can do that. And if you're a home barista, you have some knowledge and you want to jump into that. Sure, you can. Um, but like you were saying, like things are a little more complicated when this mm-hmm. becomes like your job because it requires a lot of commitment. Yeah, For me, like course. commitment is a very, very important value. Therefore, I didn't step into like coffee as like, Kind of like, oh, you know, it's cool, it's hip. Like, all the hipsters do it. Like, I want to be one of the cool kids. Um, Sure, a lot of my friends did it. That was an intrigue. Like, that's what intrigued me. That's kind of what brought me in. But I kind of weighed out my options and realized, like, man, this is going to take a lot of commitment. Mm -hmm. One, if you're a home barista and you're about to leave your full-time job, like, one thing to consider is, like, coffee professionals don't get paid a lot. Yeah. So, you know, especially when you're someone my age, like, I'm... 33 with a kid and like I have to basically um, feed a family on my wage. Eh, Not, I'm not saying that I don't get paid enough. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's not that simple because I work for a small business and a cafe. Yeah. Um, But then again, um, yeah, you're right. I like, it's weird. It's like, I'll show up, dial in coffee almost every shift. Mm -hmm. But then when I go to sleep, I actually think about my dial-in. Like, I fall asleep thinking about, like, I can't wait to dial-in. I've been in the industry for four-ish years, I don't know, maybe more, Mm -hmm. and I still think that way. Still dialing in espresso excites me. I don't know why, even when I'm serving the same coffee. And then when a guest comes up and asks me, like, hey, man, how are you doing? I say, oh, you know, living the dream. And to be honest, it's like I chuckle on the inside because I'm like, yes, I am living the dream. I'm getting paid to basically make coffee. So there is that tension. Like, I don't know if that illustrated it well. There is. It's like, it's difficult. It's hard. Um, So I would say like, man, if you want to take a leap, think about it. Yeah. Um, And if that's something you're willing to commit to, like, yeah, go for it. And then if you're in the, like, if you're a coffee, quote unquote, professional, Mm -hmm. I also would like just even think about it and processing it. Like if I had to step away from coffee, like, could I, I, you know, I want to say that I could, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to say like, I'm stuck in coffee. Like there's other things you can do. So I think at some point, maybe for some folks, it may be a good opportunity to step away if there's a new opportunity. So mm-hmm. you can move from being a professional back into a home barista as well. Um, so I think those avenues and those doors are like, open for folks to join in one of my favorite things and i don't know i don't remember how did how exactly did you move from well you had that coffee experience in portland that kind of got you to work in Mm -hmm. the industry but we've been hiring quite a few people right now at make worth and like i love when we get to hire someone who's interested in coffee but is not sure about making this their career because i love to see that progress and you hear a lot of these stories of where, you know, it was just a job. And then after mm-hmm. it being a job, I was just like fascinated by the craft of it. Mm-hmm. And now you see those folks become like uber successful, like baristas or yeah. even business owners. I love to see that transition. So part of that also excites me is to welcome people into the industry and then see them grow and walk that process with them. Because that happened to me. I know that mm-hmm. happened to you mm-hmm. because where we're at right now, like, you know, wouldn't have happened if there wasn't those people in our lives who actually allowed us and believed in us, even when 
we didn't know how to pull a shot of espresso. Even mm -hmm. um, when we, you know, botched our milk and it yeah. was just complete trash. Like those people who continued walking us through the industry as these greenhorn home baristas, like those people get a lot of credit as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say after that. <laughs> um, no, that was yeah, quite, a, I quite feel, a monologue. Yeah, I feel, um, you know, to a certain extent, honestly, like I kind of feel underqualified because I feel like I'm still a home barista to a certain extent because I don't feel like I've ever spent time working in coffee coffee. Mm. Even though I have, like you worked I've, in I've more worked cafes. Oh, close no, to two years. Yeah. Close to two years, I worked at, you know, at Woods, and then uh, like a year and a half at Primer. So I, I have worked in coffee, yeah, but it just doesn't definitely. feel that way. I feel like those those moments were just so quick and just flew by so quickly, especially because mm -hmm. I worked part time in them. I've never worked full time, mm -hmm. so it was like sometimes ten hours a week. Yeah. So it was the bare minimum um, where becoming, uh, going right away into a coffee profession feels like a lot to take yeah. in, you know? Um, yeah. But I mean, that being said, like it's been a really spectacular um, yeah. experience. So uh, in your, in you know, in your, uh, in your opinion, who, um, who would you say should become uh, should go into the coffee industry. Like, what are some of the things that you look for in people that you can say, oh no, that's probably a good sign that you should actually give this coffee thing, coffee career a try. Mm -hmm. So more or less like characteristics. Um, I mean, I would say someone who one is a passionate problem solver. Because I think in coffee, like especially in the cafe setting, and if you want to grow in the ladder, um, yeah, you have to be a, a problem solver, whether that's understanding extraction and trying to resolve, you know, coffee extraction or understanding um, bar flow or understanding just the general business of a cafe. Like if problem solving is a passion of yours and coffee is a hobby, then it's probably, I would say that's a good, like, that's a good idea. That's something I would look for in an interview. It's like, how well is a person like willing to problem solve and not necessarily just see the problems and have no solution for them? Because you, if you're joining the coffee industry and you've never worked in coffee before, you're taking your first job in coffee, yo, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. It's not this pretty glamorous scene. Like the coffee industry can be pretty messy it's not always messy, but it can be. Um, so therefore, get ready and step in with an idea of like, hey, I'm going to problem solve and I'm going to make the industry um, better in a sense and grow the industry. So with that mentality. But then also, classic, cliche, call me basic, you got to be a people person. Like if you don't like like being around people and you're a home barista and you love the extraction, the nitty gritty, like the geeky mm -hmm. stuff, you're reading, you know, Jonathan Gagne's book, Scott Rayo, yeah. you're obsessing over Instagram, over all of the coffee pros, but you hate being surrounded by people because you're used to being at home, mm -hmm. might not be the best for you. Maybe yeah. you should be like this uber, like awesome home barista because yeah, if people drain you, it's going to be a very hard job. Yeah. And especially if you're doing that 40 hours a week, yeah, it's, it's going to be a hard job. I think you bring up a very valid point. If you're 
wanting to get your like toes dipped in the water of what it means to be a barista or even like a roaster you're mm-hmm. moving from a home roasting to like you wanting to start a roasting company or become mm-hmm. a full-time roaster we've said this so many times like go and talk to someone maybe go and intern like maybe come to a cafe and get a part-time job you know you don't have to dive in full-time because you don't know if you're gonna like it or not that's kind of fair i would also say that's for every career as well yeah but for th- coffee specifically i think that's yeah. extremely crucial is like yeah, I think yeah, I think that that puts it so well. Where it's like, if you're a passionate home barista and you're thinking about going into this professionally, or you know, I, you know, and anything really in general is like, go get a go get a job. You know, go find a part time job or shadow somebody or um, you know, that's really gonna give you some hands on experience to be able mm-hmm. to give you a taste of like, do you actually you know want to do this? You know, so. Um, that's, I think that is really solid. Uh, I, I literally, I cannot stress that enough Yeah, because for sure. especially if you long-term want to start a business of your own mm-hmm. and you want to do that, if you can't do that just on a regular basis, then I would strongly recommend you to think twice yeah. about, you know, starting something. So, yeah, there's nothing like, you know, finding, a mentor and i feel like we're saying all the cheesy stuff but it's true like in general in life like yeah if you don't have someone in your life that's helping like coach you or mentor you or push you into the direction that um maybe you don't see yourself going but an external set of eyes always calls out something you may not see which is great um that kind of happened to me like when i was Kind of, you know, dabbling in coffee and thinking about like, you know, is this even possible? Because I I took a very left turn in my career. Mm -hmm. I went from something that was completely non-coffee related to working as a a coffee manager. Mm -hmm. Like, and that happened literally because someone saw the possibility and saw what I can actually accomplish in coffee and they called that out. So then ask, like, you're a home barista and you're wanting to get into like coffee as a profession. Ask the people around you and see if it's a good fit. And if for you're sure. going to cafes on a regular basis, for sure, maybe ask that barista on what it looks like. Like, should they go into coffee? You yeah. know what I mean? So ask those questions. Questions are key, I would say. Yeah. And I think, you know, a portion of like this podcast, I think even is like, like is not to replace the mentor or the people around you, the community around you. Right. But it, it is a source of information to uh, to, for you to glean from, you know, like even the people who have reached out to us, whether that's YouTube emailed us on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like we're always open to answering, you know, as transparent and as honest, uh, no, you know, beating around the bush or romanticizing a life that is not the reality. Um, it is what it is. And so like these podcasts, I hope for those listening, like, hopefully is kind of giving you this second opinion that maybe you don't have around yourself currently. And, um, yeah, that's part of been like the exciting part of actually uh, running this podcast, just giving people like this, uh, other opinion about it. So, so I think in wrapping things up, one last question, go for it. Um, what, if you had to go in the, a like different avenue of coffee, like, what would you want to do next? Not saying that you have to quit, like, mirror. Not saying you have to quit being a barista or a roaster. Yeah. 
Oh, man, that's going to be rough to answer in the next one minute that we hey. have on our cameras. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, boy, time is ticking. Um, I honestly, I don't know. Uh, a part of being a cafe owner, I know it's cliche, but is intriguing to me. A part of doing, uh, ro- I mean, roasting is fun. Super fun, <laughs> like, dude. It's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe doing some stuff in with green coffee, yeah, but that's even what I was that, say. even yeah, probably I, more. Yeah. yeah, I would really want to go and, um, like I was saying earlier, intern or jump in and do a harvest at an origin. Yeah, just be a picker. Yeah, yeah, that that would for sure be fun. Um, but yeah, once again, we're like caught up on time. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Speaking of green beans and exporting, we might have. Uh, the owner of an importing company join us here Ooh. soon on the podcast. It's going to be a good one. So stay tuned in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, that's a wrap for this podcast episode. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>